Sports, to NURFM's health and wellbeing. Naturopath David Lomman is with me right now with thanks to our sponsor, balancedtowellness.com.au. Good afternoon to you, David. Lovely to have you here today. Good afternoon, Dave. Hi, everyone. What will we be talking about? What's your topic for us today? Um, Generally health and wellness, but in particular about one of the building blocks of health and wellness, and that's water. Okay. So I'm not sure that a lot of people know just how important water is, but it's really one of the single most important things that people can do. I've been involved with the natural health industry since 1984 when I bought my first health, health food shop, and I've been studying and learning ever since. And as my interest has expanded all aspects of natural health, one of those areas that I felt was under-publicised um, was water. And when I first did RBTI analysis, which was a way of finding out the analysis of what the biochemistry of the body is doing, I found significant um, lack of water in most people that I, that I did the analysis on. And without water, our body cannot function properly. So we need to make sure that the amount of water we take in is the amount that our body actually requires. Currently, we just seem to be in the middle of a series of major health blowouts. We've got diabetes, we've got arthritis, we've got heart disease, cancer being the majors. But one of the other ones which is underlying that is um, blood pressure problems. And there's also major, major digestive problems. And what I find in clinic is that when I'm working with people who've had um, serious health issues, often they've had digestive problems for 10 or 20 years, which have set up the whole system to fail as we go through. The beautiful thing about the body is that it's a self-healing mechanism. And the more that we can give it the nutrition that it needs, and what I call the four building blocks, and those are water, the right food, minerals, and enzymes, then the more the body will just perform beautifully. It's like a well-oiled machine. The old story about you wouldn't feed a thoroughbred rubbish, so why would you feed that to your body applies. Mm. You would also make sure that that thoroughbred was adequately watered. And we tend not to do that. I know myself when I did my first RBTI analysis that what I found was I was severely dehydrated. And that was causing a lot of tension in my body. That was causing other issues to develop, including high blood cholesterol. A whole range of different things were happening. And I was what you would call reasonably fit and healthy as a naturopath. I'd been doing it for, you know, five or ten years. And it just was a revelation to me about the difference that it made to my body by hydrating it properly and taking care of it with the right amount of water. And this is where it's vitally important to have more water as part of your dietary intake. Absolutely. And it it depends on the person how much water they need. So we go, and Kerry Reams discovered this 80 years ago when he first started the RBTI analysis, that the body requires about 33 mils per kilo of weight of water on a daily basis. Now, of course, if you're 100 kilos, that's 3.3 litres. Most people don't drink that amount. And there's a lot of people out there who need more water than what they're taking in. There has to be a cautionary tale about that too, though. You cannot just suddenly launch into water if you haven't been drinking very much. You must go into it in a measured way. And there'll be some information available from the station later that you can um, uh, call or email for, and they're happy to post or email back out to you. So it's important that... 
the amount of water that you take in is the amount your body requires. So if you're 100 kilos, it's 3.3 litres. If you're 60 kilos, it's about 2 litres. And it's not the 8 to 10 glasses a day for everybody. So it's really important to measure out the amount of water that you have. And when I have a client, one of the first things I do in the assessment is look at their salt reading, and their salt reading is the amount of salt coming out in the urine, and that tells me whether they're drinking sufficient water or not. And so I don't have to ask whether they're drinking sufficient water. I can just look at what the numbers tell me. And if their numbers are too high, that's actually showing that the body is dehydrated and that it is producing and it is letting go of too much waste material and the blood is too thick and that thick blood leads to other problems in the body. So what you're suggesting, David, is not to look at it as, oh, I'm going to have to take 425 mils of water now, more rather to be having a sip continually throughout the day? Every half hour, and when I'm working with clients with serious health problems, I get them even to set a little timer so that they're actually hydrating their body every half hour. And that half hour hydration is really important because it allows the body to accept that small amount of water and it doesn't flush out too many minerals or too many uh, water-soluble vitamins that taking a huge amount of water at once would do. Now, David, after our break, what will we talk further on? After the break, I'd like to talk on high blood pressure because I think that's something that affects many, many people out there. And one of the keys to high blood pressure and restoring a better blood pressure is actually water. To NURFM's health and well-being for our sponsor, balancetowellness.com.au. Naturopath is uh, David Lomond. He's with us now. You pricked our ears when you mentioned a matter of moments ago about high blood pressure. A lot of people listening right now may well have that. Yeah, thanks, Dave. First of all, I'd just like to read a little cartoon that I cut out of the paper the other day. And it's old Hagar. And he comes to the doctor and he says, What's wrong with me, doc? The doctor says, you eat too much, you drink too much, you're short of breath, you don't get enough sleep, you don't exercise, you have bad knees and a bad back, you need glasses, your hearing is bad, you have a sinus condition, your hair is dirty and oily, and you have dandruff. And old Hagar replies, is there a pill I can take for that? And unfortunately, that's the way we tend to treat health sometimes. Mm. What's more important is that we start with the building blocks, the right building blocks for the body. And the first building block that we need is water. And the way that it works with high blood pressure is if you can imagine a, a tube, which is your vascular system, and it's full of thick, clunky, heavy blood because it's high in salts and high in sugars and it's high in waste products, then your heart has to pump harder just to pump that blood around your body. Now, if that's putting pressure on your heart, but it's also putting pressure on your kidneys because your kidneys have to filter that blood. And when we do the RBTI analysis and we see what comes out in the urine, what we see is the residues of what the kidneys have been able to filter out of the blood. So it's not always very good, but it's often one of the major causes of high blood pressure because of the pressure on the heart and on the kidneys. So the first thing I get people to do who have high blood pressure is to drink the right amount of water for their body. And I find that just doing that sometimes is enough to lower the blood pressure. We have to be careful about that because often they'll be on medication and we never change any, anything going on with the body without actually referring back to the doctor. But if the doctor is satisfied that the person's blood pressure has dropped sufficiently, they can often help them take off those medications 
And it was interesting, there was an article in the, on the uh, TV that I saw the other day where the first um, step nowadays for anybody who comes in with non-threatening high blood pressure is to change their diet and get them to hydrate themselves. So, you know, what naturopaths have been talking about for hundreds of years, um, it's now starting to be picked up in the medical community even more. Hmm. Okay, that vital importance of water can really help you in a big way if you've got high blood pressure. Absolutely, because if you can imagine that thick blood being thinned out by water, you can actually stop the need for um, the pressure to build up in the body. You can also help the, bo- the kidneys repair themselves because our body is overall a self-healing mechanism. And that's the important thing to remember. Our body is a self-healing mechanism. And what we have to do is get in touch with, with what it actually needs. And generally, it doesn't need drugs. It needs water. It needs the right food. It needs the right balance of minerals. And it needs the right enzymes. So the more that we can get those into place, the more effective our body is going to be able to work. And that's one of the keys to lowering blood pressure. For other people that may be having colas or coffee, and that's a major part of their dietary intake, more so than water, is it hard to sway them over to the side of stepping aside from those and taking water into the body? It is if they're, if they're hooked on those substances because they are addictive. You have one, you want more. I used to have a deli, you know, and I used to wander around the deli for four years just drinking and eating whatever was in the deli and end up at about 96 kilos. So I know what that's like. But it was also I was never really satisfied with what I was eating and drinking because it was all takeaway food or it was all out of the uh, out of the window of the cabinet. Mm. And those were the days before, well, they were just water was just being delivered into the deli. But the the importance of water can't be underestimated for quenching all thirst, but also quenching hunger. So when you've got the right amount of water in your body, you can actually get by with less food. And that's a key to weight loss. When we come back after the break, what are we continuing to talk about? We'll just continue to talk about water and how it fits in. And also, I don't know whether you can take any questions or whatever it might be from uh, any listener out there. Anyone out there that has a question would like to call in, I'm quite happy to see if we can answer it for you. To NURFM's Health and Wellbeing for our sponsor, balancetowellness.com.au. We've been talking about water, and David, uh, a couple of times you've mentioned clean water. What do you mean by clean water? It's very interesting, Dave. Um, I've done some experiments at different times with putting uh, some electrodes in water to bring out the total dissolved solids to find out what's in our water. And both times I did it. One time I was in Adelaide when I was doing it, so you can know what to expect there. It was just like dirty brown mud. But I also did it down at Shell Harbour. And at that stage it was in a uh, unit and it was clean water that you would come just from the tap. But that also had a brown muddy content to it. Now, the reason is that our water is safe to drink. That tap water is safe to drink. But it's not the best water for the human body. They have to put too many chemicals into the water to kill bacteria, microbes, bugs, everything else. And I would be really, really sorry if they didn't. It's just that if you can then take that water and do some filtering on it, any sort of filtering, you're going to get cleaner water. The first level would be to just take a filter jug and do some filtering through the jug. The next level would be to have an above-sink water filter. 
The next level would be to have an under-sink water filter. And the next level would be to have a reverse osmosis filter that you connected to the tap when you needed it to actually do your own water. But what if all that is available is tap water? Drink it. (laughs) Drink it. It doesn't matter. In the big scheme of things, it's much better to have clean water. But if the only water you have available is tap water, it is better than no water. It is certainly better than tea, coffee, Coke, or anything else of that nature. So all the soft drinks contain sugars, and those sugars pack into the cells and cause some of the problems that we have in the health of our situation today. Now, you mentioned some water filters. Do you recommend any particular type of water filter? The one that I think is the cream of the crop is the reverse osmosis water filter. It's, uh, it, it, is, it takes out all the impurities and it leaves just the pure water. When it's done properly, if there are a proper filtration system, it really makes a difference to the quality of the water. And the quality of the water makes a difference to the amount of waste it can carry out of your body. If you could imagine that our body constantly reuses whatever it has um, lodged within it. So if we've got putrefying water stuck in our colon, it, the body will reabsorb that water because it needs that water to hydrate the body so the body doesn't waste anything so if you can keep cleaning out that water and keep cleaning out that water and your body is dumping wastes into that water those wastes will go out of the body and fresh healthy cells can then regenerate now what success can someone with high blood pressure expect if they start to follow a more natural approach If they start to follow the more natural approach and get those four basics right, starting with the water, they will normally expect they will take some of the pressure off their heart and their kidneys. Now, depending on what medication they're on and what stage they're at, if they've not gone on to medication, they will usually be much more successful. If the reason for their um, high blood pressure is overweight and and, um, thick blood, they will be very successful. If they've already been on medication for some time, that's had an effect on their arteries and their their system, that's going to be a little bit more tricky and it must be done in conjunction with their medical doctor to make sure that they come off slowly of if they are able to. And they're not always able to. David, a final question here I've got for you. Have naturopaths been able to help any clients with high blood pressure or for that matter low blood pressure because... I hear that can be a real problem too, the low blood pressure. Low blood pressure can be a problem, but low blood pressure is more likely linked to um, low blood sugar, hypoglycemia, which is a a state where there's lack of oxygen and glucose through to the brain. It's not generally recognized so much in medical circles, but in naturopathic circles, hypoglycemia is one of the major causes of disturbances within the body. With high blood pressure, naturopaths have a great deal of success, I believe. Certainly in my clinic, I do. It's, it's one of those things that we were trained to help people with, but we always do it in conjunction with their medical doctor. David, time's beaten us. We're back again next Tuesday afternoon at midday. We'll look forward to your company. Thank you, Dave. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, everyone, for listening.